Shalom Aleichem, dear friends, another sugya preparation for Shavuos, the Gemara in Shabbos brings a machlaikis between Rabbi Yossi and the Rabbonin on which day the Torah was given, was the Torah given on the 6th of Sivan, was the Torah given on the 7th of Sivan. Rabbi Yossi says we're given a seventh of Sivan. So the Gemara brings a kasha against him. According to Rabbi Yossi, comes out that he agrees that the Torah is given on Shabbos, that everybody agrees. See the Gemara over there, why there is, we have a drosha. So Rabbi Yossi explains that uh, there must have been three days where the Jewish men separated from their wives in preparation for Kabbalah Torah. So says the Gemara, a kasha on him, that the posik in Shmos, Yutes Yud, says... Sanctify yourself today and tomorrow, which means that the men only separate for two days. And then it would come out, according to Rabbi the way that he's calculating, that it wasn't on Shabbos, that it, was a, it would have been on Friday. So the Gemara comes back with an unbelievable answer. Amolcha, Yom Echad Hosif Moshe Midaito. One day, Moshe Rabbeinu added from his own, from his own thinking. Even though Hashem only commanded two days of separation in husbands and wives, in preparation to be pure, to receive the Torah, but Moshe Rabbeinu went and added a day. The Tanya, like the Bryce says, there were three things that Moshe Rabbeinu added from his own understanding. And to all three of them, Hashem uh, agreed, Hashem acknowledged that Moshe Rabbeinu was right, seemingly. One is that Moshe Rabbeinu added an extra day, the one that we're talking about right now, an extra day of separation, of trying to stay uh, pure, uh, higher le- to achieve a higher level of purity, so as to prepare oneself for Kabbalah Satoru. Second one is the Moshe Rabbeinu separated from his wife. And finally, that he broke the Luchos. And all three of them, Hashem admitted to him that he was right. Now, what asks the Baraisa, what was the, what did Moshe Rabbeinu darshan? Where did he find the fact that he should do this? Where did he find this in the Torah? So it says... Over here, our Pasuk says, Vikidashtem Hayomumachar, that you should sanctify yourself today and tomorrow, that's two days. So, Moshe Rabbeinu reasoned, Ma Machar, just like tomorrow is Laila Imo, tomorrow is a full day, tomorrow is going to be the night and the day. Af Hayom Laila Imo. So, to today, I, it should be, it is fit that today should have a night with it. I mean, that's a full day. 
Velayla Dehaidna Nafakle, but tonight we've already lost the night. Moshe Rabbeinu received the prophecy in the morning about the people separating from their wives. So all we can accomplish, all we can accomplish is that the men will be separate from their wives during the day, from the morning until nightfall. That'll be that'll count as today. And then tomorrow will be a full 24-hour period. But today can no longer be a 24-hour period. It will only be day. It will not be a night followed by a day. So Moshe Rabbeinu said that being that tomorrow is a full day, so it was, it's fitting that today should also be a full day. Being that it cannot be, so he went and added an extra day beyond that to it. And that's how it turned out to be three days. And as the Bryce said, how do we know? that Hashem acknowledged, admitted to him that he was right, because the Divine Presence only arrived on Shabbos. The Divine Presence did not arrive on, which means after three days, then the Divine Presence came. So, you see that Hashem arrived at the time the Moshe Rabbeinu designated, not at the time that Hashem himself had designated. Now, the Tosos ask. How can this be how can this be a full on drusha? If you're telling me that this is a full on drusha, meaning drusha is when the rabbis, which Moshe Rabbeinu was a rabbi also, look into the Torah, they they expound the Torah with the Yud Gimel Midoshad and taught in the Drushas by him, thirteen principles of exogenesis, and they derive Halachas. So if that would be the case, and it wouldn't be called Midaitos, as Tosos. That would be, that would be that Hashem basically said it, just that, just like many Halachas, it took Moshe Rabbeinu to bring it out. That would not be called the Moshe Rabbeinu did it from his own accord. So, uh, that is Tosos challenge the straightforward reading of the Gemara. The um, the Maral says no. Indeed, it was it was Moshe Rabbeinu. The Moshe Rabbeinu got this out of the Torah. It was a full on drasha. It was something that was, so to speak, in the Torah. But it took Moshe Rabbeinu to come along and and extra and uh, derive it from the Torah. That's called midaito. That's where the Torah connects to the mind of man and takes the mind of man using the tools with which Hashem has empowered us to actualize the Torah, to bring out the Torah, to make it come alive. And that's called Moshe Rabbeinu Daito. That he made this halacha come out. Now I, but you'll ask. So if that's the case, so why do you say the only three things Moshe Rabbeinu did Midaito and Hashem admitted to him? Seemingly then, there's many, many halachas that Moshe did midaito, that that he expounded upon uh, the the Torah. So Maral says that here was different because here after Moshe Rabbeinu darshaned it, then the then the Torah actually wrote it down. Meaning that, for example, by the Luchos, it says at the very end of Sefer Dvarim about Moshe Rabbeinu bringing Luchos that Hashem said a praise to him that. That, and, and all the mighty hand that Moshe Rabbeinu did, alluding to the mighty hand that broke 
in front of the eyes of the Jewish people, they broke the luchos in front of the eyes of the Jewish people. So that, so uh, so there it became it went into the Torah. I mean, although Moshe Rabbeinu derived it, but it then became a part of the Torah itself. So it turns out a very interesting thing. Usually there is the Torah that Hashem gives us, and although there is the drushes that are alluded to that are inside of it, but then the when the, the rabbanim come along and they darshan them, it's called that they're doing it midaitam. But it never then goes back and becomes a portion of Torah Shebeksav. It stays as the Jirei Chachamim. This is a Jirei Sofram as the Rambam describes it. But here we have an interesting situation that in all three of these, although Moshe Rabbeinu darshaned, but then when Hashem admitted to him, when Hashem acknowledged to him and said that what you did was right, and then it became a part of Torah Shebechsav that was really triggered by a drosha of Moshe Rabbeinu. Now, the truth is that we have to follow up with another question. How can it be that this is called Moshe Rabbeinu Dirimidaito? If there's a drosha inside the Torah that's telling you to do this. So it's called Moshe Rabbeinu was commanded. He was obligated to. I mean, we're expected to darshan the Torah. We're expected to bring out the Torah. And so, it means Hashem to a certain extent told us to do it. So if Hashem told us to do it, so it's not that there was a possibility Moshe Rabbeinu added. It's that this was fully expected. So even though it was something Moshe Rabbeinu triggered, he did it, but, but at the end of the day, it would be that there was a command from Hashem to do it. And here we're saying Hashem admitted to him, Hashem acknowledged him. So, you have to say that it means here was different. Here, Hashem put in the possibility for such a thing. He put in that if Moshe Rabbeinu will see this drasha, then he can darshan it, and then Hashem will stamp it and make it become, become uh, indeed, uh, that way. So it's, it's a very interesting dynamic. It's this back and forth where Hashem alludes to it, but it's not yet obligatory. Moshe Rabbeinu darshans it, then making it obligatory, and then Hashem not only leaves it as such, as being obligatory, but then Hashem goes and puts it into the Torah Shebech uh, and, and now it becomes a part of the Torah Shebech What's going on over here? So the answer is, of course, going to be in this fascinating situation that we have to take a step back now and discuss the, the entire opinion of Rabbi Yossi and the truth is even the Chachamim. According to both of them, it comes out that Kabbalah Satora, the actual Kabbalah Satora took place 51 days after the bringing of the Omer. Even though the Torah says 50 days, which means we count 49 days. And then the 50 days we receive the Torah. But then, Moshe Rabbeinu added one more day. So, it's really the 51st day. And yet, we are celebrating the 50th day. Why would we celebrate the 50th day when the real modern Torah was on the 51st day? That's when, that's when we heard the Sarasad Jibbers. So, 
Maral gives a marshal of a king who decided he was going to do a big thing, he was going to give a big gift to his servants. And then afterwards he did, he did it. So, what is the celebration? The celebration is at the time that he decided he was doing it. Even though they haven't yet gotten it. But that's it. The, the, the king already, he signed the check. He put the date on the check. Uh, so, so you celebrate the date that's on the check, not, not when you got it in the mail. Because, because the day that the check was signed and put into the mail, that's it. It's, that's, that's the big event. That's when the spiritual power is unleashed. Which means that Martin Torah, speaking in the, in the Nimshul, Martin Torah, receiving a Torah is a unique holiday. It's a holiday where there's a dynamic, there's an interaction between two parties. There's Hashem who's the giver of the Torah, and there's the Klausel who are the recipients of the Torah. And so therefore this holiday has two, two parts. has the day that Hashem is ready to give the Torah, and then it has the day where the recipient, where the Klausel, are ready to receive the Torah. And those are not the same, because there's always, a, there's always a, at least a little bit of a uh, separation between the giving and the receiving. Just like in time, there's a little bit of a separation. I put the thing down, I give it to you, or even I hand it to you, and then you take it. Right? The, the, first, it's me having it and handing it over, and then there's you getting control of it and pulling it into your shoes. Or... Or uh, conceptually, there's me having it, there's me handing it, there's you taking it, and there's you having it. So these are conceptually different stages of, of the process. Meaning, in Yitzhiz Mitzrayim, it was Hashem took us out. It was, it was unilateral. So, so it's clear w- w- what the date is. Here, there are two dates. There's the 50th day where Hashem is ready to give the Torah where the Torah is already, you know, being mailed, put into, put into the envelope, being mailed out. And then there is the recipient, Moshe Rabbeinu, Israel, being ready to receive it. And that's why it's so beautiful that Moshe Rabbeinu Davka added a day over here, because why, how, how is it... Uh, the only here and, and in two other places separating from Sipora and in the breaking of the Luchos the Moshe Rabbeinu added things Midaito is it a coincidence that it should be these three it's obvious that in all three we're talking about that only the recipient can judge when the recipient is ready meaning Moshe Rabbeinu being the representative of the recipient, being the representative of Kalsel, said, you know what? I understand that Hashem is so excited and so much wants to give us the Torah. That he's ready to give it already if we just wait the rest of this day and tomorrow and now we can have the Torah. But we the recipients feel like we want to be more ready. We're not, we're not done yet preparing. This is not going to be enough. We need two full days and being that this day is already not going to be a full day, we need to add another day. So if it's the giver that says, you know what, you should wait an extra day. So to a certain extent, that's, that's an extra distance is being created. He's saying, I don't know if you're ready. I don't know, I don't know if I want to give it to you. I don't know if, uh, if, if you're appropriate for this gift. 
But if the recipient says, wait, I don't think I'm ready. I don't think, I, I think I need more preparation. That's a beautiful thing. That's the recipient is saying, I value this so much. I'm so excited for this that I want even an extra day to prepare. So too, with Moshe Rabbeinu being portion from Sipporah, Hashem didn't command him to be portion from Sipporah. If Hashem commanded Moshe to be portion from Sipporah, it would be the equivalent of Hashem telling Moshe Rabbeinu that you're not you're not pure enough for me. That would and uh, that would be a distancing. But when Moshe Rabbeinu Midaito separates from from Sipporah, so then he's saying. I know Hashem, you're willing to give me the prophecy as I am right now, but but I want to be, but I want to be even more tahor. I want to be even more pure, being that you can come to me at any time. I, I want to be always ready for you. So that's why Moshe Rabbeinu was the only person to be poorish from his wife. And with the Shvir Saluchos, it's Moshe Rabbeinu is the one that breaks the luchos because he's saying we are not worthy to receive these luchos. We are not fit for it. We, the recipient, so that's a value, that, that, on the contrary, that's a beautiful thing. If the recipient says, I'm not ready, I'm not worthy to receive this. So that's why Dafka coming, all three of them, are Dafka coming, Mitzad Moshe Rabbeinu, that he's doing it, Midaito, means that the recipient has a hand in, in the transaction. And is, so, and is dictating things that are only relevant to himself, to, to, to his own preparedness. For it, so it comes out that Shavuos is unique in the in this in this dynamic. In this, it takes two to tango. It's in the in the fact that there is the giver and the recipient, and there is this relationship between the two of them, the interaction between the two of them, and perhaps that's why the we say in davening, ata b'chartonu mikol amim. The Gon says that th- those are going on the on the Moedim. That's going on Pesach, where Hashem chose us from all the nations. Is you is Shavuos is Matan Torah. The Hashem loved us. The Mechilta says that Maimed Har Sinai was comparable to a Chupa. Where the chosen is Hashem and the kala is Knesset Yisrael, like we spoke about yesterday, and Ritzisabon is the fact that Hashem forgave us on Yom Kippur from the Cheta Eagle, etc. So why is Shavuos specifically called Ahavto Sonu? So, of course, like we said, it's, it's, a, it's like a chasana, a chasana kala. And more than that, is the, the, is the afka, the ahava. The ahava is chasana kala. If love is two-directional, by definition, a true, real love is two-directional. It's, I love you and you love me. Yira can be one-directional. I'm afraid of you. I'm in awe of you. You are not in awe of me, because usually, because that's, that's uh, on the contrary. Usually, it's all it's only one direction. But Arava is the two of us ha- sharing this thing together, this closeness. That's the Arava of Shavuos, where Hashem is giving the Torah. We're accepting the Torah. There's a chosun and a kala, and everything that's happening on our side is because we want to prepare ourselves more 
That's also why the Gemara in Brochus says that if a person didn't yet make a Birkas Torah, and he then went on and already said the Brochus of, of Ava Rabba in the morning, the, the second Brochus of Krishma, so then he exempts himself from the need to say Birkas Torah because again, it's Ava Rabba, again it's love. Meaning, the giving of the Torah is an expression of love. And, we want, and we're adding over here, it's not just an expression of love because Hashem gave us a gift. It's an expression of love because love is two-directional. It's, it's, it's the giver, it's the recipient, that's love. And that's what's happening in Shavuos. As Hashem is giving us the Torah, we're receiving the Torah. That's why it takes two days. And the beautiful thing about the Jewish calendar is that... We have this fake at the Yoma. We have two days. We're going to be keeping two days, which means we're going to be keeping the 50th day and the 51st day, the day that Hashem was ready to give the Torah, the day the Kalasal were ready to receive the Torah. And this is also perhaps the reason why Shavuos, even though uh, unlike the other holidays, is agreed upon by everybody that you need to do Chetzi Lachem Vachetzi Lachem. By the other holidays, there's a machlekes about this. Whether you do, maybe you maybe you do, or kulo lechem or kulo lehashem. But in Shavuos, lekuliyama you do chetzi lechem vechetzi lehashem. It's part of the day you spend rejoicing, and you know at the meal with the family, uh, eating, drinking, being merry. Part of the day you spend learning, davening. Because again, because it's a recognition of the, of these two, of these two forces of these two. There's there's us physical beings who are happy to receive the Torah, and there's Hashem, the divine infinite, beyond all understanding, loving Creator who's giving us the Torah. As Hashem, we should be zolcha to a kabbalah Torah where. The recipient shows the greatest joy and the greatest excitement for the Kabbalah Torah. Bezos Hashem, we should be Zoha to a Heilige, unbelievable, transformational Kabbalah Torah.